0: They buried us, they, corporation, industry, systems, institutions, but they didn't know we were seeds. We are all seeds. And some of us have a little bit harder of a shell to crack in order to sprout. Some of us need to be soaked. Some of us need to be at a lower depth in order to grow our root system out or, you know, whatever it is. But we're all seeds.
1: And that's a beautiful metaphor. What's up guys? Welcome back to episode number 75 of Connection is Magic. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. This week, incredible guest for you per usual, Sophia Esperanza. She's an activist, model, vegan, chef, extraordinary human being all around. Go check out her vegan recipe channel called Elbows on the Table. Go have your mind blown with these incredible recipes. She brought cacao homemade to the interview and I was like, stopped in my tracks. This episode we get into how when she was growing up she wanted to feel a sense of connection that she was lacking so badly that she turned to drugs as a maladaptive way to connect with other people who were also using drugs even though she didn't like the way she felt after using the drugs. How when she first started making money in the modeling industry she just started throwing so much money around trying to help all these animals in need, paying for all these surgeries, keeping track of none of the money. And how, in hindsight, that might have not been the most responsible thing to do, even though her heart was in the right place. We also touch on her intense journey, getting her breast implants removed, which she got put in at the beginning of her modeling career. And the renaissance and liberation that she has felt through the process of going through that journey. If you're an artist or creative, I just opened up a few spots for coaching. Please reach out on the Connection is Magic Instagram page. Just simply send a DM. Give it a few days and we will get back to you and set up a call to find out how I might support you in your journey. Also, if you could take one to two minutes to go to Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, and please leave a five-star review, it hugely helps the algorithm and getting this to more people who could use the messages. I work my ass off on this podcast and I really want to get this message out to as many people who could be benefited by it as possible. Thank you so much. Now let's get in the episode. Welcome, everybody to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Schulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to Connection. Welcome everybody to a very special episode of Connection is Magic. We have my friend Sophia Esperanza on today. Thank you so much for making it. This is a blessed encounter here because Austin Brown, who is on the podcast, helped set this up. And here we are. So yeah. shout out to Austin. Can we shout that?
0: out to Austin. Yeah. It's a beautiful time in my life to be connecting with so many incredible human beings that have so much to offer and want so little in return. Mm. And I feel like Austin is one of those people. I can just, I can feel it. And as soon as he sent me your page, I was like, yeah, no question I'm in. So good, good energy. Happy to know you.
1: Likewise. Damn, yeah, Thank you. But your instincts are really good, I feel like, aren't they? Because you're
0: really awesome, right? Because you're like, I'm really awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, <it>, wasn't. <laughs> that came out horrible. No, no, no. you are. You no, can no, no. say it. Yeah. I, I feel like I am kind of coming pure with this whole project. And so, you know, you picked up on the, the intentions were pure with what I'm doing. And Absolutely. So that's, that's awesome. That this is a, lots.
0: it's a privilege for two human beings to be sitting across from each other, having an incredible conversation, a stimulating yeah. one. Yeah. That is such a blessing. This is the kind of stuff that we need right now and to be putting ourselves in situations that might be new or might be uncomfortable for some people mm-hmm. or just conversations that are uncomfortable to unpack and kind of radical in the sense that's what we need so more of this
1: absolutely yeah. and the name connection is magic mm-hmm. see i feel like you can only connect if you're coming from a place of truth mm-hmm. and dropping everything and
2: and then by doing that
1: you inspire others to do the same. I feel like people are thirsty for some real shit. Gosh, we're so thirsty. Am I, right?
0: I mean, yeah. I know I've been for a long time and it's so yeah. interesting that as much as I yearned for the truth and just more, more substance in life, I never got as full until I started to be honest and real with myself. Yeah. And it really started here. And then I realized that by me living in my truth, walking in my truth, speaking in my truth, that attracts similar people. Whoa. Whoa. So how was I ever going to be in the groups, and the communities, and have things happen to me in life that I truly wanted if I wasn't doing all of the truth myself? So
1: (laughs) You made me think of something right there. Beautiful show. Tell me. (laughs) Love-hate relationship with LA I've Mm -hmm. had for a long time, but I feel like I used to blame it on LA, but it had more to do with where I was in my own Mm -hmm. evolution. Does that make sense? Because of what you said. Because as we grow, things start falling away and we start attracting new things. Absolutely.
0: Does that make sense? Yes. yes, that's so spot on. And you can either pick up and leave and say L. A. was a terrible place, yeah. or you can turn your finger this way
2: mm. and you can
0: start to see that maybe the inauthenticity or the unwillingness to see it as a lesson. Yeah. And that's I had to do the same thing for a while. I was like, man, all these people in L. A. Well, what was I going? I was going to nightclubs. <laughs> I was, you know, like where was I going to find, you know, uh, not people with substance, but like people who were in a space to know their yeah, substance, it's you like, know, it's like walking so, with a
1: bunch of money, expensive things and like a yeah. dangerous neighborhood at night. I got robbed. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Like, how huh? Like, oh, I like,
0: gosh, I have to go back to Texas.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. But I'm happy that you've learned that there's a beautiful side of this too, because it's really reflective of how we view ourselves. And for a long time, when I said, you know, I couldn't stand LA or the people here, well, I actually realized that I didn't really like and love and know myself either. So it can be a mere projection of how you feel towards yourself. And then you just dish it out to everybody and find their flaws and their you know shortcomings. It's not beneficial to That's anyone. It.
1: As we sort of get more granular with what we're talking about, I feel like as I've evolved, I've chosen people around me that are capable of being self-reflective. Mm. That's the key. And the people that I used to hang with before I sort of evolved, I feel like weren't very self-reflective. So yeah. I, I wasn't that self-reflective. Yeah.
0: my. You know? It's so interesting that you say that because my husband, Patrice, one of the things that he always says to me and one of the, I guess, parts about myself that he likes the most is that I'm able to be reflective. Mm-hmm. And in a moment where you might have tension or misunderstanding, the willingness and the ability to go inward and go, how could I have approached this better what was I projecting? And what is the broader picture? You know, how, how small and and tiny is this in the the grand scheme of things? And how have I blown it up to make it something so big? You
1: see a lot of that in the entertainment industry, by the way, right? It's like, everything feels like life or death, you know, like, bro, we're not working in a hospital. This is like the entertainment (laughs) industry, chill out.
0: I know, But but egos are very fragile. Like for me, for instance, um, social media, you have people who, In an effort to support you and to convey their appreciation for you, we use words like queen, Mm. slay queen. Some of these words, in my opinion, are very this. And when it's dished out to me, it makes me really uncomfortable because Mm. it is putting me here Mm. verbally and I want to be here with everybody. And so I'm really aware of how I speak to other people as well yeah. and show them appreciation and gush them with all of the love and adoration. But also I'm really careful with my words and we're trying yeah. to be even more so yeah. because you can appreciate people without putting them on a pedestal as well. Totally, And I think it's an element that could definitely feed the ego. If you have... 500 comments telling you that you are just the absolute shit and you know I am nothing people will even say like that's not the kind of energy there's no energy transfer it's just energy dish one way so that can really feed the ego
1: and I feel like with women on Instagram in the modeling industry and that's why I'm so excited to sit down with you because I've had a lot of music people on who kind of go through some of the scrutinizing, but it's like different when your art is being scrutinized versus like you, your person is being scrutinized. Is
0: it interesting how you can look at the same thing at different points in your life and see it completely different? So fascinating. Something that could at one point in your life draw you in and seem bigger and larger than life, good even. Mm -hmm. And then just a few years later with a little bit of a different perspective, you want to put every bit of distance between you and it, it doesn't serve you. And it's at the other end of the spectrum, right? It's age, it's wisdom, right? And yeah. it's so funny because we think we know everything as we journey through life and we still know so little, even so as true. we sit here. Yeah. That's quite exciting to me because it means that there's just more layers to unravel, more things to find.
1: I would love to talk through how you started in the modeling industry. And just if you could give us that journey of going through that and starting to see some things that didn't align with you. Maybe you weren't even conscious of the things that didn't align with you at first, right? I would imagine. Yeah. (laughs) And and then became conscious. I'm finding a lot of
0: content to um, and being where I am, but Where I began was closer to to me as, as a child, then, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm coming full circle. I really lost myself in the middle. And the, what really kind of aided me losing myself was me going from eating vegetarian growing up to then eating everything under the sun. I'm from Texas. So, you know, animals galore. So I started eating everything. I started to develop major health issues, was in pain in my own body. Mm. Didn't feel confident in myself, dealt with a lot of stuff in school dealing with a lot of stuff just in general, maybe aided by the food and how empty it was or how full of sadness it was, Mm. you know, when you're taking animal life and drugs, tons of drugs really early on, like 13 was diving into some pretty crazy stuff and yeah, just completely turned my world upside down. So me, 13 year old brain still developing, throwing in all of these other elements, I was just adding rocks to myself every day and and trying to persevere. And so my fight to even walk at a steady pace was just so much effort because I I had added, accumulated all of these terrible elements.
1: I want to pause you for a second because you said something kind of interesting. 13 is hella young to start diving in, I think. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to think, what was the precursor to that? Were yeah. you seeing, was there drug use in your family at the time or, no you know, friends um, or what, you know. Sheer
0: curiosity and a desire to be, what is the word, Um, my threshold for stimulation and mm-hmm. excitement. I needed it to be here. The unknown is so alluring, isn't it? Right. Like you tell a child. Don't put your hand in the cookie jar or don't go into that corner over there. And then they're going to more. The, yeah, 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 you <laughs> want it more. Yeah, yeah. So in an effort to connect with people, my whole life from the age of I would really say 13 on was me finding a mode that people connected through me tapping into it because I so desperately wanted to connect. So whether that be drugs, right, like in the moment, we're all doing this thing together and we're all on the same, you know, the same frequency and everything's great. But then we come back to reality and they're still connected. And I'm again, not. So I kept having to dive into this drug life to be able to connect to people because if I didn't do that I could never really connect with anybody
1: you saying you really wanted that you yearn for a connection mm. it's like the world stratifies everything it's mm. like you're separated by grade then you know at first then you're separated by like income then you're separated yeah. by this and your state you're separated yeah. like there's so much separation mm-hmm. when really connection feels amazing
0: isn't it true like and it's interesting because I would always try to hang out with the older kids yeah I would always try to to hang out with the adults at parties and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just here. And I just like want to <laughs> listen to what you guys are saying. I love it. Like even when I was a kid, I remember my mom always tells this story. I had like a CD player in my earphones and we were looking at a house to rent. And the realtor was like, Oh, what are you listening to? Britney Spears, Christine Aguilera. And I was like, oh, No, this Yeah, yeah. The moody the
1: movie, blues, sales <laughs> yeah. and
0: crofts. And she was like, What? And, <laughs> and I just felt such a connection to meaningful message at a young age. And so I would really get it through music and listening to adults and being outside, hearing no words at all. And, and it's the intangible with nature. Like that's infinite wisdom right there.
1: So as you got into this, just to bring Bring us on the journey. Yeah. Drugs at thirteen, exploring, and then you found your way into modeling. Which, for anybody that doesn't know the industry, I got to imagine they think there's a lot of drugs and partying, mm. and that and, um, is that fair to say? Like typically, it is. But right.
0: interestingly enough, when I left Texas, when I was about nineteen, going on twenty, or maybe twenty, going on twenty-one. I stopped doing the drugs that I was abusing, and I was like, I can't drink, I can't do any of Were this. Were you
1: in the modeling industry at this point Not yet. yet? Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Okay
0: what actually uh, sparked me to make that change was a few near-death experiences and then also becoming vegan at that time or becoming aware of factory farming, I guess I should say. It was like in that instance when I saw footage from a factory farm, I hit a brick wall and I realized in that moment how fast I had been going through life because I hit that wall so hard when I saw that piece of footage. It woke me up. It shook me back to my ethics, my morals, my values as a human being. And interesting that a video of a dairy cow being lifted by a crane to be dropped on her head in a trash bin alive would be the thing to make me not want to hurt myself anymore. When I saw that video, I realized how selfish I was being in living the way that I had been living for so long, casting aside this reality and how I am a vessel in so many ways to create change for these beings, for myself. And how was I ever going to do any of that if I was damaging my temple on a daily basis? Amen. So through the animals, I learned how to love myself. And actually through my husband, I learned how to then love other people again.
1: That's beautiful. We had Ellie Lax who founded like mm-hmm. the Gentle Barn on yeah. here. And she has what's kind of like a cousin moment to what you mm. just shared is like she has children who were abused meet with the animals yeah. who were abused. You I know? couldn't even imagine
0: yeah. watching those experiences and those interactions mm-hmm. and for a child to to learn trust through a species that isn't even the same as them. You know, so many of us don't trust human beings at all. We don't trust ourselves. We don't trust the people that we walk by on the street. Why is that
1: though? I want to stop there. Yeah. Why
0: the lack of trust? Well, I think naturally, as you know, as animals, as human animals, um, a bit of mistrust or fear is what's got us to be here today. So it's right?
1: alive on some level? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a survival
0: mechanism. Mm-hmm. But Now, because of all this separatism and division and really what it comes down to, in my opinion, a lot is ignorance, the unwillingness or the inability or just the sheer lack of knowing about other kinds of people. We're fearful of the things that we don't know, which is why we should absolutely try so hard to learn so much more.
2: Yeah. If
0: I don't understand something, it's an opportunity to figure it out, to see if we have commonality or if yeah, maybe it is a threat and I need to put a bit of distance. Like we have so much access to knowledge and we have this ability to convey our thoughts, our feelings, our minds, and it would be such a shame to not utilize these gifts that we have to understand and to be understood. So I think a lot of it comes from that. And maybe also people don't trust themselves. And so we point. see that in other people as well.
1: Yeah. That's just a reflection then. Yeah. I heard this quote recently, which was really nice that said, change is a process, not an event. Mm and it's so freaking slow sophia like we're going to be on electric vehicles by 20 20- 50, but yeah. like, oh, can we get that bumped up a little bit? Yeah. Like it's like change takes so much
0: time. It's kind of like when you have, and this, there's a third element in the room that we're not talking about here, which is corruption. Everything can be corrupted. And I actually believe that all of the major issues of the world are corrupted or mm. at least used and mobilized. Um, and where does mobilize that come from though? Power? Incentive.
1: They say power corrupts though, right? right? So just to take that even a layer deeper. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have a good cause, let's say like a humanitarian organization yeah. doing really good stuff and then all of a sudden what com- pew, corruption a little bit of power mm-hmm. comes in and then takes something that's good and does something terrible with it maybe steals some money puts it over here on an offshore account you know, people are living lavishly then it's not about the thing that it was founded on anymore and this keeps happening and we're really good people so why does this keep happening probably because we're not expecting this to happen so we don't yeah. set up systems in order to prevent these things because we don't operate like that to be able to prevent something like that you would have to exist in that space almost and come up with all of the obstacles in order to prevent these tragedies from happening but we don't want to live our life like that we want to be doing the good maybe it's the inevitable always you know the end of the but lightness attracts dark, you know, the moth will always follow the light. And so it's the message just to keep shining brighter and maybe not, you know, dim the light and turn the lights off completely because then what is it left with just darkness? And I think change will always be delayed because of the other powers in the room that we don't speak about and that we don't even really know how to put our finger on in the first place. They've evolved over time and they're so much more intricate and under the rug and covert and sometimes have the same face as something that is so good and so true, we wouldn't even know how to decipher between it and good. So I think it's become more challenging in in that sense. And also we are living in a time, I do believe, where we are evolving to become more kind, more compassionate, more knowing. And look at us, you know, we're having a, a great conversation here. But the reality is these powers want us to be on opposite sides of the room. We want us to be fearful of each other. You can watch two different news channels in two different places, and you'll be hearing two different sets of a reality that's scary. And they want this to keep happening so that we fear each other and we don't interact and we are okay with the other not existing anymore. Because we
1: said it earlier, human beings have the desire to detect danger Mm. so that we can stay alive. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's very compelling. Right. And then we block out everything else. Yeah. You know, absolutely. It's it's wild.
0: Best criminals in the world, I believe, do 80% bad but a 20% of the best.
1: That's good insight. I think what we can summarize from everything we share for the last like five minutes is in order for change to occur, Enough pain has to be felt, right, for change to occur. So crazy
0: that you found your way back to that because I, I was, we were deep for a second in another pool just now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, you brought it back to that. Yeah. that inco- inco- <laughs> yeah, yeah, to some level. Okay, yeah. that's why I do what I do, man. Let's go. You're good at it, You <laughs> so getting you on this track of you know we can condense a bit. I'm yeah. more interested in the lessons and the growth that you've mm. gotten from this than all the nuances of mm-hmm. it. But so you enter the modeling industry at mm-hmm. some point. Was there a something you saw that you were like, oh, I got to pivot. I can't do this in the traditional sense anymore. Mm. Like walk us through that transformation.
0: Well, the physical one first is before I moved to LA, I got breast implants and I was told by a few people around me at the time that. How old were you by the way? Young. I was probably 18, Okay, maybe 17. I can't remember, but but very young and actually got silicone, which was illegal. Mm -hmm. So got them done, went from an A cup to a D overnight, was like Super not in the right headspace. And a lot of people around me told me at the time, well, you want to do this. You've got to do this because you don't like you're you're not sexy without this, mm-hmm. you know, and really just feeding the parts of myself that just you'll harbored. book more jobs
1: type of thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my insecurities surrounding my body just from a young kid were heightened when people that were close to me said well you would just look better if you do this and I was like I guess well I guess for everybody's high, age I,
1: I, your peak self-conscious yeah. too aren't you yeah. <laughs> like 17 18 you know anyways, yeah. yeah
0: and when people around you who you love and respect tell you this A lot of the things that I did to myself, like trying to eat more calories Mm. to be bigger for people Mm -hmm. because I was too skinny and they were alarmed, it was really to appease other people. So by getting breast implants, I really wanted to appease other people and just finally like get a breath for myself. Mm. Um, But I do take full responsibility for it was my decision to do it. So I did that, moved to LA, started working all of these jobs, became vegan. So I was like, can't do the high fashion thing. And and I I was too short to do it anyways. Like it never really was an option anyways, but didn't want to wear leather fur, suede, silk, wool, all of these, you know, animal materials. So I was like, well, I guess fast fashion would be better.
1: (laughs) What? Such an organic. (laughs) Who lied to this girl? (laughs) Who
0: lied to her? (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. So I got into that. Was working like, you know, three days a week and then it was five days a week and then it was six days a week and it was just consuming all of my time. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing with this money that I was making at the time. Like I would give, I would see an animal online that, and this is weekly, like an animal that needed a fundraiser for $5,000 to get a surgery, life or death surgery. Yeah. I'll do the whole thing. Like didn't, didn't ever save receipts. Didn't even know what I was doing. It was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just no organization with my finances at all. Yeah. And I don't regret it though. It was kind of fun with just (laughs) helping animals all the time. That's beautiful. But
1: when I get a lot of money, I feel like when like a surplus of money I'd feel like I'd want to do that with a surplus yeah. of money. Right. It's like, yeah. why not? yeah,
0: yeah, it's great. But, um, it's great in the moment <laughs> until you realize like you have no savings, but you know, whatever. I'm very blessed. I'm very, yeah. blessed and I'm very yeah. lucky. However, as I got older and I started to ask more questions like, oh, this is coming in a lot of plastic. Do you guys recycle all of this plastic mm. that it's coming in? No. Oh, should I come up with a recycling program? No, we're not really interested. Starting to see all of these things kind of unfold. And then just the, the physical, wearing these clothes and getting like rashes on my body mm. and it feeling really itchy and me going, this is weird. This feels like plastic. Let me look at the tag. What is rayon? What is polyester? Plastic. What is that oil? It's
1: shards of plastic i heard you say right Yeah. yeah
0: like i would wear some clothes sometimes and it would literally feel like i was scraping myself with plastic just imagine like the little bits of particles of plastic and that's what it felt like and even like this might be a little bit too personal but like wearing swim and not all of the time like the chemicals on these clothes would cause a lot of girls including myself to like you know have problems and so all of these things it was like it had to be right up here for me and I had to have these issues myself to dive deep and go why why is this happening and then I was led to the answers well this is made with plastics it is made in factories overseas child labor toxic chemicals and runoff from factories that actually goes into streams rivers and lakes that kills animals this isn't even vegan what am I doing So all of that at a point where I've been doing this for so long, I came to the conclusion that when I was around people that I used to be able to speak to, uh, have really great conversations with, I mentally couldn't even formulate sentences anymore to converse or to be a part of the conversation. And I realized, because. oh my gosh, the brain is is like a muscle, and if mm. you don't flex it, mm. you can't use it properly. I had no expansion in six years in my brain; it was just mm. here, and I was going through the routine, you said like
1: six days a week, shooting, shooting. Right, when
0: right, was yeah. I ever, yeah. you know? If you literally modeling for me for ecom was just mindless. So that means for six years of my life, a, a large portion of it, I wasn't even using my mind. Where was the growth? Where was the y- learning? Where was any of it? And so- That is
1: an amazing point.
0: And it sucked sucks realizing yeah. that. Also getting flashed thousands of times in a day, because you shoot like 120 items in a day, or I did, and you're in a white room, you're in a four white wall area, and you're getting flashed five, first of all, five different lights, like harsh lights. Mm. And you're doing five shots front, side, back. Inside. So that's five, 10, 15, 20 shots per look. And then you multiply 20 times 120. Like how many flashes of light a day? can't be good for your eyes, right? What does that do
1: for your eyes, your brain? All of it. I know, yeah.
0: So I actually had a point, I came back from out of town and I hadn't worked for like a week. And so I was kind of coming off of it and started getting the flashes and I literally fell back and just fell on the ground and the flashes triggered something in my brain and that's when I was like, I have to get out of here.
1: Everything you said, the runoff, the child labor, Mm. you know, ethically and morally is just hard to sustain knowing that, right? Right. But what about some of the personalities in Mm. in the industry? I mean, you know, probably not the most moral compass. I mean, is that true or am I assuming wrong here?
0: It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I used to think of the people that I was around as there was something wrong with them or they were lacking depth and it was all of their fault. But if you're in a situation where you are limited in expansion and in growth... Where were they going to
1: get that growth like you? You said you weren't even using your brain for six years, right? Absolutely. So it's the same idea. So I've developed
0: a lot of empathy for all people over the last few years to realize that the environment in which you exist in has a big impact and so I can't judge people like that.
1: Yeah, and it's not from a judge thing. I feel like at one point I was like really bought into things about the music industry that I didn't like, Mm -hmm. right? I remember getting a new BMW once it was the wrong color so I lost mm-hmm. sleep over it at night and I'm like oh my god I got to take the this back know. <laughs> <laughs> was hilarious yeah. but I can laugh at this shit now you know yeah. so I took it back I lost a bunch of money to like get a different color the next yeah. day but it's like that's how bought in I was Isn't and it people crazy? are bought in like that every day I, know. I think in the entertainment space. space. I mean, this is just true. Yeah. So, so, and it's not a judgment thing. It's like everybody's on their own journey to Mm. being able to see shit Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it might work for some people. God bless you. If it works for you, all good. But one of my friends, he worked for like Justin Timberlake's record label for a while. And now he's in a different industry and he'll ask his music business friends, are you happy? Mm. Like, that's just a dope question to me. Are you happy? Yeah, Patrice, you know? <laughs> yeah. My
0: husband asks people that all yeah. of the time and he'll ask it twice. So oh, usually the man. first time you'll find people, it's like that email that you get the auto response, you know, yes, I'm great. How are you? You mm, know, great. Um, so true. But then the second time you really, you really, you know, look at them in the eyes and ask them again, you might get a bit of hesitation or the person might feel like they have permission to actually speak and it be more than a yes or a no, and you make space for someone. Essentially, that's a beautiful thing to do, and and I love when people ask me that because it again turns the attention back on me, and it allows me to be reflective. And yeah, like well, with the personalities on set and and all of that, I in my younger brain just again no mode of connection. It was Sophia when she was young, doing thirteen drugs, trying to connect with people. Yeah. Now I'm in this modeling space, trying to have a conversation, and again they're like, I don't want to talk about this shit with you, Sophia like, I don't care about mind-stimulating, soul-uplifting conversations. I want my coffee, and (laughs) I just got a DM from this rapper last night, and that girl who's about to walk in an hour later can't stand her, you know, like, so I was like...
1: You have to kind of plant seeds, I think, for people to change yeah, because seeds. it's 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 a process, not an event. Again. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I heard a quote the other day. Yeah. Do you ever watch School of Life? Oh, don't you're going to love this. So School of Life on YouTube. It's a beautiful, they do all like pictures. So they do oh. illustrations while they talk.
1: Yeah, fast animation. Yeah. Okay, yes. all right, I've seen it before. So yep, that,
0: yep. and I just watched, it's a newer one, I think. And I can't remember this, bless this guy. I can't remember his name, but he is narrating this one video. And at the very end, he said, they buried us, they, corporation, industry, Ooh. systems, institutions but they didn't know we were seeds. We are all seeds. And some of us have a little bit harder of a shell to crack in order to sprout. Some of us need to be soaked. (laughs) Some of us need to be at a lower depth in order to grow our root system out or, you know, whatever it is. But we're all
1: seeds. We are. And that's a beautiful metaphor. But I heard a, a really great music producer say, it's interesting, though, how the most promising seed in the wrong soil does it become its fullest self?
0: Mm, so true. I resonate with that so much because someone in my team asked me, how are you feeling these days? This was like a year ago. I was in a time of my life where I was moving around a lot. We're in Canada. Then we're in five different places surrounding LA. It was during like the riots, our building caught fire. It was like crazy. Uh, also just a transitional time in my life figuring out even more what I wanted to do and who I was. And someone on my team asked me, how are you feeling? Probably twice like that. And I described it as being a plant that has just been uprooted and not having any soil to be dropped into so I'm just existing at the moment and I'm thriving for my environment again and that's how I felt so I resonate with that deeply because you're looking for new
1: soil new soil yeah. Yeah. so was that scary at all like I'm leaving yeah this great pay behind the, you know? the money
0: for sure yeah. I had no savings I was paying out of pocket for my Lyme's disease at the time so yeah. holistically because insurance doesn't cover anything that works <clears throat> too. I
1: know it's mar- oh it's mar- really mar- I went to like a billion doctors yeah. wow and yeah. Yeah, you're better now. I'm better now. There's a, that's a whole separate podcast. Yeah. But, I would but love my to hear. thing I would say, Sophia, that for people listening, because mm-hmm. it's a pretty common, just finding out that you have it is a major win mm-hmm. to me because typically people are being put on drugs and fighting this thing that it's a mimicker, they call it. Mm-hmm. So it mimics other things. Autoimmune. So I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. Bell's palsy, autoimmune, whatever. And now you're taking drugs and treatment for something that you don't even actually have. Yeah. That's the scariest thing for me, right? So right. There's a certain thing that happens when you go through that much pain, it produces a more evolved version of you. Like Mm. that's at the end of the day. And I think that's why I want to set up this podcast. It's Mm -hmm. like, because we tend to fear that type of adversity. It's natural to shit. I mean, I wouldn't have chose to go through those experiences, right? But this famous Buddhist teacher that just passed, beautiful guy, Thich Nhat Hanh, if you know Mm -hmm. him, said no mud, no lotus flower. Mm. And I just want to share this one video with you, if you don't mind. Please, It's how lobsters grow and
0: yes the shell i've seen this video you
1: have Mm -hmm. you know this video i know
0: this video oh my god it's a beautiful video it's such
2: a beautiful point i was sitting in a dentist's office and looked at an article that said how do lobsters grow i don't care how lobsters grow but i was interested in it and it points out that a lobster is a soft mushy animal that lives inside of a rigid shell. That rigid shell does not expand. Well, how can the lobster grow? Well, as the lobster grows, that shell becomes very confining, right? And the, the lobster feels itself under pressure and uncomfortable. It goes under a rock formation to protect itself from predatory fish, casts off the shell, and produces a new one. Well, eventually, that shell becomes very uncomfortable as it grows, right? back under the rocks and the lobster repeats this numerous times the stimulus for the lobster to be able to grow is that it feels uncomfortable now if lobsters had doctors they would never grow because as soon as the lobster feels uncomfortable goes to the doctor gets a valium gets a percocet feels fine never gets off its shell so i think that we have to realize is that we have to realize that times of stress are also times that are signals for growth, and if we use adversity properly, we can grow through adversity.
0: This so is well said, this right? is incredible. Like, yeah. you know, it's so spot on. It's yeah. so true. So well put.
1: Right? I had to show you that. Thank you. It's like using our adversity to become this next version of right. ourselves. Are we losing that opportunity? And like he said tuning out, you know, escaping, doing Mm -hmm. something? Are we using what's being presented to us Mm -hmm. to become that next version of ourselves?
0: That's such a good point. And wow, so beautiful. I think there's a lot of points to it. And, And one of them that I, two of them that I've realized is it's much easier to be inspired to take that challenge, that pain head on, do something with it, and come out of the other side stronger if other people are doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think as a society, there's not as much risk anymore. People, I just watched a video with Patrice yesterday talking about how we have we've taken so much less risk as a society mm-hmm. because we're we're afraid and we're worried and we're insecure. Versus back in the day, there was just tons of risk. And I think that breeds a specific certain kind of person who is maybe a little bit more resilient in, in some ways. And so I think we as individuals for ourselves have to do it one To become the better version of ourselves, the more evolved version, but also to inspire others to do it who might not have that spark just yet. We have this this platform.
1: Being the change you want to see is a popular quote out there, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it's important. And even when I was like going to the gym, this is years ago in L.A., there was a little quote on the wall and I'd see it every time I walked down and it said change change. And comfort are never in the same sentence. And That's it's so true. true. <laughs> so it's, it's the same That's thing. So
1: true. Walk us through some of that discomfort and just some of those anxious thoughts that were taking place, because I think they're so common to all of us. And how did you navigate those anxious thoughts?
0: Mm-hmm. So I induce struggle. And I I actually used that sentence at the time. People like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm inducing struggle Hmm. for five years. I've had it so easy. I just showed up. I just worked and I just got a paycheck. And that's not normal. Like that shouldn't be an option for me. It can exist, whatever, but I, I should have never but been in that place. It's
1: back to that sort of mental challenge. You weren't challenged at all, it feels no. like you're saying in some ways. Yeah, and yeah, as a yeah. kid, all I yeah. wanted was
0: challenge, like yeah. couldn't sit still in school, did all of these things to overstimulate because nothing was stimulating me. So then I go to a job that's not stimulating. What am I doing with myself? I know better for money, but mm-hmm. it's for money, for comfort. And so that, it's I induced an... a bit of struggle mm-hmm. and I thought I deserved it because I realized that no matter the money that I had in my bank account for the last six years, it actually was never there because I was taking that from somebody the kids in different countries this amount of money never existed it only existed because I was taking from the earth from other human beings and from myself too but that was a representation of all of that. Thank gosh it went away. I don't think I would have been happy if I actually had any savings because it would be a constant reminder of who I took it from in the first place, yeah. who went without and probably also in that who lost their lives, you know, children in factories, go, people in really factories, deep with it.
1: You're right. yeah. it's
0: sickening. And yeah. so when I exited, I talked about it and I also put responsibility on myself and I made a video just talking about it in the headspace that I was in at the time. And just explaining that I didn't want any glory for leaving this behind and becoming a more sustainable human. Like,
1: did you do like a YouTube announcement? Yeah, or okay, I did right. a YouTube uh-huh, video,
0: uh-huh. and just wanted to like explain the situation and also explain that I had contributed to something for so long, knowingly for the last like year and a half when I really understood the industry. So because of that, like, don't give me any any praise for this. I'm um, doing.
1: Don't give me praise for doing the right thing. You're saying no, right? We yeah. should. Yeah, we should all aspire to do the right thing.
0: But yeah, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I was going to school actually. In Texas to be a doctor and then dropped out (laughs) pharmaceutical industry. And so I got out of that and realized food three times a day, that's medicine. And Mm. so when I started to get messages from people like, you know, we followed your diet, you know, going plant based. And all of us had uh, some of us had like heart disease, some of us or like diabetes, high cholesterol. Our whole family is like in the green now. Whoa. I started to get these messages and never did it for that I was doing it just for animals mm. and then realized this had such an impact on people's lives and health. So I started to see responsibility in this space and therefore put a lot more time and energy into understanding food and proportions and the nutrition side of things, because if people were going to be following me on my journey, I wanted to make mm. sure that I either didn't share mm. or shared with more intent because it's a great responsibility. So totally, yeah. So food was it for me. That was the next phase of my life. So started the food channel um, on YouTube and just started creating dishes, recipes, and sharing a lot of act- animal activism along the way.
1: Amazing, so, amazing. Okay, then the naturopathic doctor path. You are saying, yeah, that's newer for that's, you, right?
0: Yeah, or? it's just full circle again. But yeah. uh, recently, I got my breast implants out.
1: Take us through some of the feelings. A, B, it for us.
0: Yeah, you know. So had the first surgery when I was in my late teens. Went from A to D cup and then had a revision um, I guess like four maybe five years ago went from a D to a B um, got smaller implants the doctor told me you have stretched out your skin for so long from such a you know big implant young age too right that yeah. you need to go into two stages otherwise you're going to have like crazy oh. issues with it it's like yeah. deflation with your skin yeah. essentially so I did that uh, kept them in for a few years was still really unhappy because it just wanted them out. And then finally a few months ago, got the implants full out. Like, just out bitty no. bitty
1: titty committee that's it I watched your video of yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I'm so happy to be here that's amazing like, and until I realized when I started talking about this too like so many people started to put on the pedestal like small boobs and I also wanted to share in, in this space too that emphasis on all breasts are beautiful like if I came out of it and had d cups naturally if I came out of this and just had nipples it's all beautiful so there's a big movement
1: for that right now like yeah. all body types being beautiful for me,
0: me because I I come from the health side of things. If someone is healthy and they feel good in their body and you know, then then that's all, then that's all it is. And there is a spectrum to that. I might be really thin to some people and I might look really unhealthy to some people, but I feel great. My blood panels are great. Everything is incredible as much as it can be with someone with autoimmune and in the same right, someone who has a bit more weight on them, if they feel beautiful and comfortable and healthy and everything on the inside is working, then leave them alone. I don't jam with cancer cancel culture you know what i mean the word cancel means to delete to erase and i don't yes. think that we as human beings have the power and ability to do that right. i don't think it's right and
1: where's the grace in being human like mm-hmm. where's that gone right <laughs> you know
0: yeah yeah and you brought up a second ago our uh, struggles are an opportunity to fast track our growth right like a yeah, yeah, challenge presents itself evolve. so if other people have challenges or have done certain things that yeah are really shitty yeah. really terrible yeah it doesn't mean you have to surround yourself with them but maybe it's an opportunity for them to become better and if what you're doing when you're canceling people oh, is you're putting a bubble around them and you're yes. saying no you have to stay here as a terrible human being yes. and that's the way that you have to exist otherwise you're deleted so I don't think we want people to grow if we're condoning cancel culture so
1: so well said thank so you. well said True nobility isn't comparing yourself to someone else. Mm. True nobility is comparing yourself to a previous version Mm. of yourself.
0: Absolutely. I think for me, with limes, with vitiligo, with PCOS, endometriosis, being deemed infertile for years and then being deemed fertile again when I went plant-based, like all of these things were literally the reason why I am where I am today. They are lessons, they are teachers, and I'm grateful for them.
1: We don't get this Sophia without that stuff, right? No,
0: yeah. I would not yeah. be this yeah. person. Yeah. I would, I might even be someone who went vegan who was like, oh yeah, you know, um, everyone just needs to eat this way, then it'll fix itself. Well, no, there's actually fine tuning within the plant-based diet that can speak to certain different diseases. And actually the plant-based diet for some people Might not be the perfect thing, you know? So it's, there's so much nuance. And if I had not gone through it, I wouldn't have had more clarity. And I'm so grateful for it. And I think it should allow us to be more kind to people as well who we might, let's just even say this, this is probably going extreme for some people, but the racist, Mm -hmm. the homophobic people, Mm -hmm. all of this, I think every single person has opportunity to grow, to change, and to be the most loving human beings on planet earth. I want that for them. So I can't accept the reality that someone has to be stuck here. I think that they are potential. They're a seed. Everyone is a seed. If I don't have hope for them, then I don't have hope for younger Sophia, mm. who was doing drugs in the bathroom at school, who was doing terrible things mm. uh, to her body and to other people. And I have to have hope for me because I'm here today. I think anything is possible. So, for me, leading this life now, I have so much more kindness and compassion for people, and it's allowed me to have much more towards myself. Yeah. And I hope that for everybody.
1: That really ties into the dark side of cancel culture. That's a good way Mm -hmm. to put it, you know, right? If you have compassion for animals, I don't think you compartmentalize compassion. You have deep compassion for animals. Well, then have that same compassion for a human being that's stuck not living up to their fullest potential yet.
0: Yeah, well, I've I've had it for animals forever. And Patrice brought it back to humans because humans inflict the most harm to animals. So obviously I'm going to see humans as predatorial. So for years, my heart was really hardened. to the point where if someone said oh this person is dealing with this health issue do you want to donate to you know help them my mom would go what do they eat Mm. what are they eating are they eating dead carcasses that are fueling the cancer are they living you know creating an acidic environment in their body like Mm. because was so rational or overly rational about things Mm -hmm. um i was like well Giving them money to put more harm in their body is not going to help them. How can we create a system of living to where it actually stops this person from living in disease and sickness? And people didn't want to hear that. They were like, you are a piece of crap. How will you not just donate $5 and just move on with your merry day? Because I care because I, I want to help. I don't want to feel the issue. So for years, it was kind of like that with people. And then Patrice showed a different side of humanity through just existing in, in himself. And I, for the first time in my life, loved a, another human being that wasn't direct blood to me so much that it flowed over to every other human that I've interacted with since.
1: Our immediate thing to do, I think, is to judge. Mm-hmm. Judgment closes us off from connection.
0: Right, yeah. You know what I mean,
1: you're a different race. You make a different amount of money the than religion. me. You're a different religion. You're a different age than me. You're mm-hmm. a different whatever. If,
0: if we had the opportunity to sit across from people that we deemed as the complete opposite to us or so different that they would never understand you know, us as human beings if we got ourselves in the room one-on-one with each other no external influences and I mean that with so much power no government influence well because you're saying in media
1: it's coming from everywhere right it's it's everywhere but it's Mm -hmm.
0: supposed it's supposed to work that way because the moment that we silence the noise we'll realize that we do all come from the same source source, and so they don't want us to know that and before I used to kind of tiptoe around this and not say this we're not in a space and time where we should be tiptoeing around this topic anymore this subject I don't think we
1: have the luxury of time anymore well, yeah like we, it feels like there's a lot of pressing things happening and like people need to remember this yeah sooner <laughs> you know what I think mean? absolutely like, yeah.
0: and so for that I don't have as much anxiety speaking about this anymore obviously there's a level of safety that we all have to think about when speaking about many topics, but this one in particular, it's overarching the powers that exist and it, it influences every space, media, entertainment, yeah. uh, the way that we think we believe, everything. So really it's about slowing down, resisting the current that will pull you in many different ways and just sit and be still. doesn't mean that you have to read a million books mm-hmm. or eat certain things all at once. Mm-hmm. It's really just existing because I don't think many of us have actually allowed ourselves the opportunity to just listen to our hearts and our minds, our spirit. I thought I knew myself, but when I started to remove all of these distractions and influences that come from hurt people also, I realized I didn't know... Who I was to begin with and the person that I was getting to know I really loved and for that I would just wish everyone would do that before coming to a guru or this or that or looking for guidance from other people realize that you are the source you're the primary source and you have the ability to go inward that so to
1: is the is the thing it's yeah. the ultimate
0: thing and then from that extend outward. Listen to people, listen to talks, listen to certain music, whatever it is. But first silence, just stop and go inward. Like, what do we do with two kids when they're fighting? You separate them and you allow them to be for a second. You just exist in your space and just like think about what you did. And I think we have gotten so violent towards each other and so ugly and so rigid, so much friction to where I think we all need to do a little bit of space, separation and
1: inward Thought and replacement. Cancel your cable company. Cancel (laughs) Cancel your your cable company. I'm I'm sorry. I don't have have
0: TV. it's crazy. I don't have TV. And I don't like when I'm in the car and I listen to the radio now and I hear like a commercial, it almost like hits me at a different frequency. It hurts because I'm hearing I'm hearing something that I'm not attuned to anymore. Like it's not normal for your background noise to be Telling you how to think. It's using psychology. Like, I don't know if you're aware of um, Bernays, last name Bernays. Uh,
1: oh, Ad- Edward Bernays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Edward yeah, Bernays. Sigmund Freud's like... Nephew, or yeah, nephew, right. Yeah, or yeah,
0: nephew. yeah, yeah. I mean, the fusion of the government mm-hmm. and consumerism and psychology was yeah, was, was back wild. then so to think that it doesn't exist now in everything that we hear that we, we have see, to make
1: people his quote is like we have to make people like feel like they always need more and more, more more yeah 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 i would encourage everyone to look at his it's called century of self i think is the documentary oh, okay. that was where i became aware of it it's yeah, it's yeah. incredible
0: yeah. um it's incredible not what he did but the documentary did to show mm-hmm. but it, it's infiltrated everything Every single commercial that we see, mm-hmm. lyrics now in music, like one of the things that was the most pivotal. I cannot put enough emphasis on this. The most pivotal moments in my life is when I took every single bit of music that I've I listened to, that was my playlist or that was just popular at mm-hmm. the time, did not listen to it, but looked at the lyrics and read them out loud. And then I would write them down. And I realized that these lyrics made me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe I was saying these things out loud. And I would not say this in front of my little sisters, my grandparents and beyond. And that spoke volumes to me as to how not aligned so many influences were. And then you start looking at the music videos and seeing all the references to a lot of different things. And well, I think I had my firm answer there. The programming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wanting space from the programming, like the two kids fighting. Yeah. Distance yourself from the programming. Just a second. Yeah.
0: Animals are my greatest teachers in this life.
1: What do you think we can learn from animals?
0: When you are in the presence of an animal who is in so much pain and has only known pain from the time they were born to current, you realize how many lessons are understood without words. Looking into the eyes of another sentient being who is in such fear of you and does not understand you, sees you as a threat and is pleading for them just to be left alone, just to be able to breathe another day. It can hold a mirror to yourself and a mirror sometimes is the greatest thing we can ask for in this life just to be able to see who we truly are. And in the eyes of an animal, I really saw what I represented and it encouraged me to prove wrong every single one of those things. I'm not harmful person. I'm not hateful. I'm not violent. I am peaceful. I'm loving. I'm caring I'm compassionate. And the eyes of a pig did that to me.
1: You thought you were like a villain.
0: I still am in the eyes of, of animals, unless they know me. I absolutely am. When you raise your hand over a pig who has literally never been touched by a human other than to be prodded, hit, you know, yeah, cut, abused. Yeah. You are that. You are an embodiment of your species. You're representative of your species. And even Love if God. I wasn't doing those things directly, if I was eating those those yeah, products as yeah. animals, I was paying someone else to do it.
2: Yeah.
0: I still, still yeah. Am, am doing it. And, and yeah. granted, There's so many more components involved in this topic. People who are just trying to survive, let alone thrive, have a choice in what they're going to eat for dinner. Like these are victims themselves as well. Human beings. So
1: what we put in our body affects our mood, how we're showing up in the world. mm -hmm. Am I right? Like we don't think about that enough, maybe make that connection. And
0: that's why. Why, why I'm doing this, because we've gotten to the point where eating fruits and vegetables and grains is not enough anymore because everything is so depleted of nutrients, vitamins mm. and minerals. And this is why the argument on the other end of the spectrum for eating animal products that are like really, you know, locally grown more sustainable you know i put parentheses around that just more, more farm to table because it's this argument of like nourishment and ethics kind of coming together and the reality is is when you have companies like monsanto and all of this spraying all over your grain and then everyone all of a sudden is gluten sensitive and tolerant or celiac well that directly affects your absorption rate and you're in small intestines i could go on and on and on about this all day that's but, a
1: negative effect yeah right, so, i also heard fertility is like crazy dropping right did you just uh, For, both men, we For just, both men and women. For both men and women. Like that's, 30, 40% reduction in fertility. That is the
0: goal. That's what they <laughs> want. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. Like, you know, and it's such a shame that so many things are deemed a conspiracy theory. And then when it's too late, and the effects are right there. Then it's not anymore. Like we have to start at least considering things. We are so quick to go. That's not true. Absolutely. Russell not. Brand,
1: who I had on before, I love he's awesome. Yeah. He said, "What's the difference between truth? conspiracy theory and truth?" Just three to six months. Did, yeah. you, did you hear that? Yes. Like, and it's true. <laughs> it's so true. That's wild. Yeah. Like
0: who I who I used to be was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. just crazy. There's so just... I consider everything in this life to be possible. I have to to, because if I just shut something down, I might be contributing to something that could really negatively impact all people. Hmm. So I consider it at the very least. And I just want everyone to be, the baseline should be health in this world, man. So we can percent start focusing on other things.
1: Thank you for all the great work you're doing. Thank Seriously. You. Thank you for being so vocal and You have this platform to be that change and to influence others to become more mindful of this stuff. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. This has been really lovely. Where can people find you shout out your, your I always handles, say this so. I have to say
0: this um, I'm not going to give you my address Samson <laughs> I
1: feel like I heard you say that in the last podcast <laughs> it's not funny anymore it's not
0: funny anymore um, yeah I mean my just my name Sophia Esperanza, on YouTube Instagram can
1: they see your like lovely cooking oh yeah there? I'm so that's terrible that, that's I don't, don't know dark. how to not promote really. myself Samson do I
0: don't come? even know how elbows Where? on the table on Instagram
1: elbows on the table yeah
0: elbows on the table because the food's so good that you forget about your manners and just <laughs> <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) why you called it that yeah (laughs) I love that (laughs) it's great well thank you for blessing the mic today really it's been lovely absolutely and thank you guys for tuning in I hope you got a lot out of this and we'll see you next time bless up Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, please stay connected.